Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is a blue-collar team. You just come to work, man. And it doesn't matter. Right? When the plays come, you make them. And, and, and look, it, it's what I, what I hear. It's 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 gritty, not pretty. It doesn't matter. Hey. What's up, y'all? It's Bijan Robinson. Hey, we just came out with the W as a team. Big team win against the Saints. Hey, we just, we just give our glory, give God praise, ah. <laughs> and that's what we do. And hey, let's keep let's keep rolling, let's keep getting it. And hey, rise up, baby. Guess what? When you win the turnover battle, what happens? We win the damn game, right? You know what that calls for? A see you Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was going to say anything. He's just kind of like... He didn't need to. He's just like, like that, that, we did it again. It's the... We're here. It's the the gif from the last dance. The guy with the perm. Oh, yeah, when right. When he's playing that game with Michael right, right. just like this. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's, no, what you do. There you go. What do you do? Game winner. Boom. Wait, we do. Hey, look, I had to, I had to break it out. Oh, we I had to break that. it out. Thank you very much. Thank Bud you. Grant. Ooh. They're wearing him again tonight. Okay. They were only going to wear him for week one. And then when they lost that game, it's right. kind of like, maybe we should wear these again. Right. Maybe we should try again. Boy, if they lose Let's go, Bears, a second make time, lose again. these should get burned, but for the Bud Grant patch. But tonight is the night. And yeah, you need that one. You're up two to one in I the am? four games okay. we disagree and on, and you got an the upset. Bears. This tonight. is one of my, you know, odd games of the week. I think it's a good matchup, but I like the jersey. It is awesome. It is a great patch, right? You got a real one here, stitched in jersey. Oh yes, this what is I nice. do want to ask is not no more of the cheap ones. Like if you're gonna, if you really want to suck up yeah, to you me, and you send me a one. jersey. Let's have the real numbers, not the ones that start to wear off after you yeah, wash. You're it the too rich time. to be wearing the fake ones, so make sure you get the real ones. Yeah. Second thing is got my name on the back too. Does it? Oh yeah, yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They did it you. right, baby. They really did. Gosh, maybe I should make write some horrible ar- articles about them. Maybe it's a me stamp jersey. I mean, holy crap. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what about what about um the other thing I noticed is you where's you don't wear a watch anymore? No. What happened? I, I don't need Your a watch. Your arms are too long and gangly in that shirt I don't need a to watch. not be wearing a watch. I don't need a watch. Okay. I always know what time it is. I always, I always have my phone. A watch is an annoying thing because you're always banging it onto something, <laughs> right? And and I'm left-handed. <laughs> right. So when you're left-handed, like well, you, you wear, wear it on your right, right hand. Yeah, and right. Like that confuses the right-handed people. Like the right-handed people have no idea that we exist. <laughs> and they have no idea that the world is different from us. And among other things, it's not a fashion statement to wear a watch on your right hand it's when you have it on your left hand your left hand is your dominant hand and you're banging it on more stuff yeah so and i don't want to be dragging it when right. i'm writing and, and stuff like that. and don't that. get me yeah. started on that i mean all those days i came home from school with my entire <laughs> side of my hand gray yeah from dragging across the page when we were writing in yeah, pencil so sure. the world is designed by right-handed people 
for right Maybe we people. should sue the world it's for being racist against lefties. We don't even exist. Let's sue so. the world. That's, You're a lawyer. I got a big mouth. We can work it out. Nah, it's okay. Sue them. It's just one of the reasons <laughs> that I that I don't wear a watch anymore. I just I don't need it. You Everywhere I am, you have the Apple Watch. You're obsessed with it. It's annoying. All right, and you got sick of it. All right, all right. Well, next time you wear a jersey like that, you got to do something with those arms. So wear a wristband or something. What should I wear? Something. Should I wear a compression sleeve, even though I have no reason to wear it whatsoever? Guys do. I'm just wearing a compression sleeve because you know when you go up to altitude things swell up spontaneously despite not being injured so they're anyway that's right. still gurgling about in the nfl let me tell i was telling you and nobody ever wants to hear about your fantasy team or your dreams right but yet because we have the weirdest like cocktail of ideas that get into our heads and it's a filing cabinet someone explained this to me years ago and i've been using it ever since your brain is a giant filing cabinet and everything you see everything you think about everything you do in the process of a given day or maybe back as far as two weeks it takes it all in it's in this filing cabinet and when you sleep all the drawers get opened and shit flies everywhere so anyway I had this long, detailed, involved dream about you and your brother and your sister. But your brother and your sister were little kids, and you were fully grown. And among other things, and it was so much longer than this. It probably lasted five seconds in my brain, but it felt like it lasted forever. Among other things, (laughs) you were in high school, fully grown, which, you know, Billy Madison. So was I really dumb or my brother and sister really smart when they were in high school? No, I think it was was you. I think you got left back a few times. But but (laughs) you were going in the lunchroom, table to table. Because you were running for class president the next yeah, year, and right. you were bullying the other kids into voting for you, and you were flat out bullying them. Vote for to me, vote for or you, I'll like beat pushing your them, ass. pushing them into their food, like face into their food, oh, like to man. vote for you. That's not me. So yeah. that would that, that's that's a that's a nightmare. I don't know what anyway, that is. I don't I know what it was, that. but I was just there. I was just there. Pop rocks were involved at some point. Remember what? pop sure, rocks? Yes, yeah, yes. I don't know how pop rocks got involved. Okay, it was just a weird, weird. Uh, Weird. Night. It is a weird dream. Save us. Don't tell us. No, anymore, but I just okay? it, I, the only reason right. I said anything about it is because it involved you. So like when you have it, don't folks, I'm, I'm talking to each of you out there. When you have a dream about somebody and then you see them the next time, like if you see them it right away, your brain and it's like, kind of oh, like, dream like it's like, do you how do you separate it? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, back to reality. Did you have a good Thanksgiving weekend? It was good. Thanksgiving. Yes. I saw you fell asleep. On if the couch. I could have just stayed home. Yes. I kept <laughs> waiting for that kind of, you know, yeah, why don't you just stay home and do it from home this week? And I, was, I wasn't going to ask because, right. you know, you got to show up, yeah, got to show right. up, got to pay the bills, got to do the job. Right. And, and, and Jason Garrett wasn't here this weekend in the studio. So, you know, yeah. two down would have been a little more right. wide open, but. It's just kind of like, yeah, it'd be kind of nice to just stay home this weekend. Yeah, it'd be kind of nice you. to just I stay home. So it's know. a cozy football weekend. Yeah. But we're glad you're here in your Bud Grant Vikings jersey. So let's get after it. All right, let's go. Uh, I was, I almost brought the Philadelphia sweatshirt hoodie they sent us. Yeah. Chris's is at home. Mine is as well. I almost brought it. If I would have known mine they were away. wearing yeah. the Kelly greens yesterday, I, I would have worn it. They look good out there. Fly, I, I know that. Fly. They hold off the Buffalo Bills, arguably, and somebody said this yesterday, the best game of the year, potentially yeah. the best game yeah, of the year. I, I heard that too, I, and I, I kind of agree with that. And, and it's, it's, it's right in my preferred scoring range. I, it starts at 30 to 27. That's yeah. when the window opens, right. at least one team with 30. Right. And then it goes all the way up to 41-38. When both are in the 40s, it's too much like arena football. Okay. But 41-38 like down to 30-27, to that's my window for yeah, a great game. So this is 37-34 in overtime. What a game. What a day. And much to unpack and many implications, primarily for the Eagles, who continue to just, as you said last night, I think you put it perfectly on Football Night in America. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. They are the ultimate whatever it takes team. How many points do we need? All right, we'll get one more. How many yards do we need? Okay, we'll get one more. What do we need to do now? Okay, we'll do that just barely. Yeah, right. Just barely. Right. But if you keep doing it each and every week, you're 10 and 1. Uh huh. And as time goes by, how did the Jets beat them? 
I don't know. I know it is amazing. Right? I don't know. Yeah, it, it, they should be eleven and zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of ironic that they lost their one loss on the year. The best team in our league is the New York Jets, who seem you know pretty dysfunctional at this point. But they just got so much to their football team. They give me a vibe, and I said this to Devin McCourty. I think I've said it to him the last two weeks of like the the Patriots of you know Brady magic, where it's like even when they don't play their best football, and and what's crazy about them, I don't think they played their best football yet this year. I don't think they've played a game that's, you know, to their standard as far as an A plus, but they find ways to win and they're so talented and so good that their B plus game beats other teams A plus game. You know, that for for, you know, a, a lack of a better way to say it, but it, it is. It's just the big moments they seem to come through more times than not. They never seem to blink in any of those big moments. Jalen Hurts is so cool and calm. You know, and then for the second week in a row, I think it's a game and I think both in we both agree on this. It it didn't feel like they were the better team on the field during the game. It did not. It felt like the Bills outplayed them. You know, it felt like the Bills, just like the Chiefs a number of times during the Monday night game where you went, ooh, if they make this play here, they're really going to have control of the football game and Philadelphia is going to be in a very tough spot. And that's where Philly comes through and never lets you make that play and they keep it within striking distance and they just wear your ass down as the game goes along. It's, uh, it's very impressive to watch. It's, it's already got me thinking toward next week. Yeah, and the 49ers come to town right. because we could be having the same conversation. The 49ers outplayed them, but when the opportunity was there to seal the deal, drop the hammer, end things for good, the Eagles would find a way to push back and hang around long enough to make it happen. And that's what they did yesterday. And I, I think there's something to be said for the Jalen Hurts influence. This gets back to conversations we have from time to time about what a quarterback means to a football team, the leader, what that yeah. quality brings to the table. Right. It's not what you do with the football in your hands. It's not what you do when you're throwing to the guy who's open or not open or you throw him open or you hold the ball a little bit longer and you make that one extra move. And, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. The Josh Allen skill set. It's the stuff going on here and here sure. that keeps a guy – in the right frame of mind because it keeps the team in the right frame of mind. I spoke to Jalen Hurts last year when they had their first great season and he emerged as a great player. And he said to me, and he said, I know I don't usually talk this way, but, and I'm paraphrasing because it's been more than a year, but this team is taking on my personality. And he understands he has that mindset son of a coach yeah knows what it takes to get things done knows what it takes to bring a team together knows what it means to be a leader of men and i think that's one of those things that when you can't explain it sure that's the explanation yeah that the stats don't matter the numbers don't matter the specifics that we look at don't matter it all goes into one big stew and he's the spoon that does just what needs to be done to make sure that at the end of the day yeah. they win. And you can't pinpoint it. It's just there. And it's that quiet confidence that no matter what happens, we're going to find a way. Yeah. And at a certain point, you have to understand it's not tangible, but it becomes tangible. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, he, he's, his leadership, his calmness, his clutchness, it's, it's permeated through that whole football team, let alone, like you said last year, you know, the work ethic, the doing the little things, the, the no excuses, the no pointing fingers. That, that's what a great quarterback and a great leader does. You know, and he doesn't, he doesn't ever you know, panic or, oh, no, we're down, and now I'm going to do something reckless and go out of my way to make a play to make sure we get back in the game. You know, he kind of just stays the course. Now, where he's fortunate in, the, in some of those things and what you're talking about, too, is he has a great team around him to where he knows some opportunities are going to come up at some point, right? That's where you get into, like, the difference between what Josh Allen has to do and Jalen Hurts. And it's, you know, Jalen Hurts threw for 80 yards through the first three quarters. If Josh Allen threw for 80 yards of the first three quarters, the game would have been 40 to 10, right? So he has that ability, too, because he knows he's got a support system around him 
that, hey, it's not all on me. And that's also a gift that he can realize that and go, wait, it's not all on me. I don't have to do it. We'll make a play when it counts. But, you know, the, the big thing is just the drives at the end of regulation to tie the football game just week after week. The touchdown we just showed, or let's show it again, guys, if we can, to, to win the football game. I mean, hey, we touchdown wins it. Let's go down the field right here and beat Buffalo. They run the quarterback draw, a play they go to in a lot of big moments because they trust him with the ball. He's got good vision, and it's great schematical advantage. And it's one of those where, you know, the Bills, I was a little shocked they played that defense all together. You know, they called this play earlier in the drive, and Travis, and then Jason Kelsey jumped off sides. It was one of those plays, and me and Devin McCourty looked at each other and we went, ooh, that was there. Then when, when I saw the all-out blitz coming, I was a little shocked Buffalo uh, – called that defense in that moment because it's such a go-to play for the Eagles. And there they, uh, there they went. He went untouched in the end zone, and that was all she wrote. Here's the tweet from James Palmer of NFL Media. Jordan Mailata said that on that game-winning touchdown, Mailata couldn't believe the Bills gave them that look. Yeah. That play is a staple within their offense. Yep. And when See? they saw the safety move, they, they all knew they had it. They score. knew they had it, right. You know, that that play is perfect for oh all out blitz. Everybody's going to be looking at their wide receiver, who they got to cover, and then you got nobody really at the second level. And so once you know those blitzers come upfield, as long as he can get through that initial wave, there is nothing there. But you know, phenomenal. So why do you think the Bills did it? What's going on I, in their brains going in that in, moment? Aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. Aggr- I Let's think go aggressive. in this thing. I think they're you know again this is the problem Philadelphia puts you into is. They're sitting there going, wait, if we play normal, just conservative defenses, they might just run the ball on us, or they'll just nickel and dime us with A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, and they'll end up jumping in the end zone. So they're trying to do something tactically aggressive to kind of put them behind the chains a little bit because they know in their hearts if they play it straight up, there's no way they could play Philadelphia, stop Philadelphia. So I think they have to take that tactical chance there. You know, It just didn't work out for them there in that instance, and I'm not sure at all out blitz was the tactical chance you had to do. Maybe some sort of other type of blitz. And look, a lot goes into the factors that lead to the calls being made. And uh, defensive coordinator slash head coach Sean McDermott is the one calling the plays on the defensive side of the ball. You can't help but wonder, though, whether some of that, let's just go, let's go, let's go do this on our own, flows from the A.J. Brown incompletion slash fumble yeah sure it would have ended the game like we're just gonna make our own luck would have ended the game we gotta make our own luck we're gonna get screwed the officials are against us that was one of the themes throughout the game the officials were against the bills and they were helping the eagles and this play with 330 left in overtime aj brown makes the catch turns up field there's that you know they call it the football move once you start that turn up field the ball gets knocked out whatever the ruling on the field would have been i think this is a point you made during football night in america whatever the ruling on the field is i don't think you can overturn it with clear and obvious evidence and you know how many times do we hear well just let the play go because we can always fix it later this is one of the prime examples of if you deliberately let it go there's not going to be enough to overturn it later because it lands in that gulf of plays where there's no clear and obvious evidence either way. Right. So the ruling on the field is always going to control. Tough call, and so, for sure. And so it's very easy to think if you're a Bills fan, oh, they're, 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 they're just screwing us here. Yeah. They should have let it go. We hear that all the time. Just let it go. Let it play out. Let right. it play out. We can fix it later. Why didn't they let it play out? Because they wouldn't have been able to fix it. Because if that would have been ruled catch and fumble, Game over. I don't think you overturn it, and it yeah. is game over. Right. So that feeds to this sense of, you know, just, and it, this translates to any competitive endeavor. When you feel that that kind of like, damn it, like you just get you get pissed and yeah. you want to show it some way, and right. one way you show it is, let's just send. Yeah, let me get control let, of let's the go. situation. Let's right. send everybody. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't doubt that that's some of the psychology that plays into the moment. You know, that, that catch itself and, and, you know, watching it live, I thought it was a fumble. We couldn't hear it. We're here in the I studio. Thought it was, I right? game so over. I looked at it and went, over. oh, that looked like a catch fumble to me. And then, of course, I saw him standing out. And let's show that play one more time, too. To me, the other, the, the other you know, shining bullet or whatever you want to say to throw this, look at A.J. Brown's reaction. A.J. Brown yep. never fights it. He yep. kind of go. he thinks he's fumbled and lost the yep. game. 
right? He, he lays there, and if it went on a little bit longer, these clips, you'd see it even more. But he's certainly not trying to go, oh, I didn't catch the ball. He, he had actions of a man that I caught the ball and I fumbled. It looked like he took two steps, turned the ball up the field. I understand them calling an incomplete two. It's a bang-bang play. You know, in my football years, yeah, I thought it was a fumble. We've but it's very seen close. that as right. a fumble right. many, many very, times. Very, very close. But I'm not going to fault the referees for making this call. Like you said, it's well, one of those They wanted to get out of there alive. That's, that's very tough. Uh, and the game wasn't won or lost because of this moment right here. Buffalo had plenty of moments to control this game, put this game away, you know, or put the Philadelphia Eagles in a really, really tough spot and end this thing. They didn't do that. Philly's resilient that way, and you know, some of it was Buffalo making some mistakes, and and then a lot of it but was just Philly making plays. That's all a precursor to why they did what they did yeah, in that moment. Big, that is the ultimate. I'm sick of this shit. Call right, like I, we just let's just go. Liam, we're the better team. We've outplayed them. Damn it. Let's go slam well, the they door get before the first, they score a They touchdown. get the first down, you know, there on that drive, on that, you know, a few plays later. Then they, then DeAndre Swift, you know, breaks a run, and I think they're sitting there looking at it, going, "We're we're going to lose if we don't like force the issue here. We're not going to be able to stop the Eagles if we just go. Ooh, we'll play sound, simple defense." And I think they came to that determination where they had to kind of, you know, make something happen, make yeah. their own luck. To your point, because they were kind of dying a slow death the, the longer the game. And was and look at how Here's much time Swift was left. A few I mean, plays later, if if you. If you stop them for a field goal, you want to have enough time to get down the field and try to win it. Right. There's 240 left in the game, and if you, you know, if you hold it all the way to fourth down, I don't know how the timeouts would have played into it, but they wouldn't have had a whole lot of time to drive down the field to try yeah. to win it. I don't think they wanted to come out of that with a tie. Nobody ever wants to come out of any endeavor like that with a tie, even though obviously six five and one would be better for the Bills right now. Than six and six. We'll talk about yeah. the implications. Two of the field goals standpoint. they missed, right? Yeah. You know, he, uh, Allen throws the interception. Uh, there's another play that certainly I thought was pretty significant that I'm blanking out on right now. But the, the, there's a, those are three big well, moments. Oh, missing Gabe Davis at, right, the, end of the, at the end, right? They, they, there's a lot here. They've that set we can the unpack. table for us as to how we got know, to overtime. I'm sorry. So, I'm no, sorry. no, no, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, not trying I'm not to guide you back. To, I know, I know. I'm trying not to paying guide you back. to run down here. Sorry. I'm trying, to, trying to be Jalen Hurts here and try to calm <laughs> you down and guide you back on the right path. So, the, the Josh Allen interception. Yeah. Right. That led to the short field Zacchaeus touchdown. Right. Where Hurts scrambles to the left, buys time, right? It's a big moment of the game because you felt like Philadelphia definitely was gaining momentum. And you went, oh, man, can Buffalo keep this up and keep the pressure on them? That, and this was the one bad play Josh Allen made all day right it's here. It's like he took something off of it. Yeah, too. I think he sees them. I think he sees the corner just as he's throwing the ball. And it's kind of like that, oh, oh no, like you're a little bit stuck. But, you know, unfortunate. And, of course, in a big moment. And, of course, that's what everybody talks about with Josh Allen and the turnovers. And that totally swayed the momentum into Philadelphia's favor. And then Jalen Hurts makes the big-time scramble play to the left and throws in the back of the end zone. But, you know, it's... it's yeah, there's a key. It's touchdown. That was, that was an was impressive A special, play special play. All around. Third and 15 by time. Directing right. traffic, yep. throws the ball, sets two back guys. up, throws it in a perfect spot to where it's actually really a safe throw, even though it's kind of a jump ball. He sees that Micah Hyde is kind of turned here, right? Throws it high in the back of the end zone to where even if it gets tipped up in the air, it's probably going to go out of bounds out of the back of the end zone. So a lot of good things there. Play of the and day great, by, by great, far by Jalen Hurts. Great job by Zacchaeus right. to, to survive the ground, right. as they say, to hold on to the possession of the ball when he landed because of that ball comes out it's no catch so then then after the eagles took the lead here come the bills yeah answer right back with less than two minutes to go touchdown to gabe davis sometimes one b sometimes not one b <laughs> here's a one b play from gabe davis though as the bills took the lead with a minute and 52 left in regulation I'm trying to talk slowly so the play comes up. Well, it, it was, it was, it was, this is like one of those where as they were setting up, you kept kind of going, wait, they don't want to score too quick. That's, that's what I, you know, that's what I know what I was saying as I was watching it unfold. You know, when they threw the touchdown, you went, oh, great. Hey, good job. They there's got an, the point. There's an art to that, though. But you felt like, well, Philadelphia is going to answer back. I mean, they answer back all the time like we talked about to start the show. You, you, want, you want to engineer the clock 
so you minimize the time the other team has, but you don't want to jeopardize your ability to no. score in and the process. Not good enough to jeopardize you still have to, to score, and right. if you start getting cute and say, "Well, we'll score the touchdown on yeah, the third next play down, or we'll whatever. score on fourth then down," you're like, and then sitting you, there, yeah, not and then scoring. You, you don't right. score. You lose. So right. when you need the touchdown, you need the touchdown, and they got the touchdown from Gabe Davis, but it left enough time for the Eagles to get themselves in field goal range. And it felt like the drive was sputtering. Yeah. At, at first, it's like they're just going to score a touchdown, and they're not forget about overtime. Right. They're just going to score a then touchdown. Then it got down to the way like, whoa, they're not might not getting field goal range yeah. here. This is going to be tough. And then when they opt for the fifty nine yard field goal in the rain, and this was one of those. This takes me back to in the seventies, the late afternoon NFC East games where it was you know dark. Sure. And it was artificial turf. Yeah. Oh, and it just yeah. had a feel to it. Pat had Summerall like and Tom Brookshire. Giant stadium in the it, 80s. And, and the rain and everything. But a 59 yeah. yard field goal in the rain in late November, that's unheard of. Unheard of. When I'm growing up watching the game. And it's unheard of today. I it mean, really we got to the point where 50's like, eh, okay, you'll impress me if you hit it from 60. But 59 on grass in the rain right. to drill it under those circumstances with the game on the line, that was incredible. And we saw Tyler Bass, who's one of the league's better kickers, struggle throughout the day, missed two field goals that for – you know, for today's terms, to, to, to make your point, were very makeable field goals, you know, where there were six points left on the board. You know, one was a chip shot. The other one, I want to say, was maybe a mid-40s type of field goal, somewhere in that range. But that was, that was remarkable. And I think it just speaks again to the Eagles, all the answers they have, how good they are throughout their football team, all three phases. It's incredible. It really is. You know, but it, this is one of those games where Philadelphia, of course, the answers, the grittiness, you know, the clutchness, whatever. Buffalo's going to be sick watching this game when they watch it back today because, of course, they're going to feel like, and they should, they're going to feel like, hey, wait, we went, we, we had 500 yards of total offense. We dominated time of possession by 14 points. You know, we outplayed them and let them off, to, off the hook to a degree. And, you know, that, that to me, it still goes back to what we, as great as Philadelphia is, it goes back to the same thing we talk about with Buffalo. Nobody can make a big play in a big moment other than one guy. It's the same guy always. And everybody today, which really, you know, pisses me off a little bit, is oh, going to talk about Josh Allen and his turnover. I saw it on social media as soon as the game was over, right? And my, my, the, the, it's, it's just insane. How could you watch that game and not go, man, that's one of the best players in football, if not one of the better quarterback specimens you've ever seen in your life? I don't know how you could not watch that and what he did on the football field yesterday. He does everything for them. Nobody on Buffalo ever bails Josh Allen out. That's the problem, right? Josh Allen, I know turnovers are an issue. How about this little food for thought for everybody? He's played one more game than Hurts and Tua, and they, he only has two more turnovers. It's not that drastic. We'll see how it shakes out by the end of next weekend. They might be tied. You know, are this other sports channels going to do a, a special on their turnovers like they do on Josh Allen and waste four days of talk, you know, on Josh Allen's the problem. Josh Allen is the gift to the Buffalo Bills. He is the least thing they have to worry about. It's somebody else on that in that organization has to help Josh Allen out at some point. And he was phenomenal yesterday. He made one mistake, but he's on a team where he's not allowed to make a mistake. And that's the reason we talk about the turnovers anyways. Like I'm saying, Jalen Hurts threw for 50 yards in the first half. He had 80 yards at the end of three quarters. The game is over if Josh Allen plays like that. They're not going to win. They're going to be blown out. He's not afforded the luxuries of some of these other good quarterbacks. And I think that's where I will defend Josh Allen right now with the criticism he takes. And look, that's why I keep coming back to the difference between Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen from a leadership standpoint, from a what you will tolerate, what you won't tolerate. I just feel like Josh is too deferential to the system, to the structure. He's not a guy to go in and get pissed off and throw chairs. And and not that I'm saying he should throw chairs, but I'm saying... But I, Jalen Hurts but, doesn't do that too. It's not well, fair to but say it's, that. It's a, but it's a Jalen Hurts has a great team but around it's, him it's, where he's allowed a, to not right. have to say okay, anything. I'll give you an example. I'll yeah. give you an example. Early this year, there was a point where A.J. Brown was getting a little miffed about sure. lack of touches. Right. And Jalen Hurts nipped that in the bud quickly, and it's never come back again. He knew exactly what to say, when right. to say it, how to do it. And with this Stephon Diggs, there's always like, when's it going to blow? When's it going to blow? When's it going to blow? Yesterday, my my uh, 
and I, I can't remember who it was from PFT that was focused exclusively on that game, texted me, you know, they're taking Stephon Diggs out a lot on third down. There was a moment in the first half where he was talking to somebody right. on the sideline. You could tell it was getting close to boil. Mm-hmm. It was getting close. It was starting to bubble. You know, right before a full boil, you see the bubbles coming up. We, that, that was ha- So I, I just think that – and. It's not going to be easy for Josh Allen to do it. I think where we're at is a culmination of five years of him just kind of going along with it. I just do what they tell me to do. I just work here. I Hey, I mean, I throw to whoever's out there. Not, this guy's not good enough. Get rid of him. This guy's not good enough. We got to get him better or we got to get rid of him. Here's what we need to do to make this team better. I I think you're mentioning organizational issues more than putting on a player. Like Jalen Hurts, again, doesn't have to say that because he's like, well, that guy's awesome. We can't take him off the field. That guy's awesome. We can't take him off the field. Oh, all five linemen are awesome. Don't take them off the field. All right, so that's where there's some, there's some things structurally that are not set up for that. And I'm not trying to say that to downplay what Jalen Hurts is doing. Anything, but everybody needs a little of that structure. I feel like he hasn't been given some of those well, things to take the mantle maybe to what, to what you're saying. I don't want to take this too far off course, yeah. but it reminds me of when Matthew Stafford was languishing in Detroit as a great quarterback sure. on a crap team. Right. And he just seemed to be okay with it. And, like, I remember thinking and probably saying – if that was Peyton Manning, he would either demand that things change, yep. and here's how they're going to change. Here's a stack two feet high of right. recommendations I have on how to change things, or you're going to trade me. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my career on this team where there's other people around me who don't have the same skills and abilities. They don't have the same desire. They don't have the same drive. They don't have the ability to rise up in the moment and make a big play, and I'm not taking it anymore. You're either going to change or I'm out. And again, it's how you're wired. It's what you're willing to tolerate. And I just feel like Josh Allen is willing to tolerate a lot of stuff because I've yet to see him show me that, that kind of either quiet or loud fire, that determination, that resolve. He plays incredibly well. But if he's ever going to get to where he wants to be, he's got to be the one that grabs the bill by the horns. And he's got to say, this is what's going to happen or I'm out. We got to get this team better, or I'm out. We got to get a. That's it's so rare, though. You know, it's just like Peyton Manning's going to do that. I get that, but he's Peyton Manning. I mean, that's why he was Peyton Manning. I don't know if it's fair to throw all that on Josh well, Allen. That's I'm not throwing it all on him. I'm just yeah. trying to. I'm he's taken the bull by the horns a few times, and yeah. the team still fails him. They've yeah. got a team go down and score with 13 seconds. They don't give him the ball back in overtime, right? Nobody else does anything every time. He, Stafford goes to Sean McVay. McVay then to the world goes, this guy's got something yeah. to him, and now we look at Stafford different. Right. He's never had a hype right. guy behind him either. Exactly. Kind of that's bring my that. point. That's, okay. If he's ever right. going to get to where he wants to be at yeah. some point, I'm not – trying to criticize him here i'm trying to say you know we all get to a point in our career where okay we're either going to go next level or we're going to stay where we are right how do we go next level what do we do what do i have to do to go next level right and it's all based on the hand you're dealt this is the hand he's dealt so how do i take this hand i'm dealt and go next level i gotta start saying this is what we need. I got to start asserting myself. I got to quit. Be a yeah. little more of a jerk. I got to quit. Okay. I got to quit I just accepting because accepting isn't getting us anywhere. Yeah, I hear you. Because if if you flip me and Jalen Hurts yesterday, we win that game by forty yeah. points. I mean that that's how he would have to think. Like I'm the man. I'm the guy. And where's my guys? Yeah. Where's everybody else that's right. going to help me get here? Right. And look at what I look across the sideline and I see all these great players that they've amassed around Jalen Hurts, and it makes it a hell of a lot easier to do your job if you've got all these other great players around you. I guess my point is he has to get to a spot where he says, I'm going to take charge. I'm going to – I mean, that, that's the only way out of this maze. I'm trying to find a path out of the maze Yeah, okay, for I hear you. And that's the path you. out yeah, of the maze. I mean, you might be right. He might have to be that kind of guy. We've seen other great quarterbacks in history do that. They, they get to the owner, everything, and then they go, things got to change. Yeah. Here's uh, an example. Here's yeah. an example. Yeah. Because after the 59-yard field goal by Jake Elliott, there right. were 20 seconds left. Right. And you've got Josh Allen. Yeah. And there's 20 seconds left. And you don't want to – go to overtime in Philadelphia against the Eagles. You want to try to score if you can. They took a knee. Yeah. Here's Sean McDermott and Josh Allen from after the game on the decision to take a knee and head for overtime. I thought about it. I thought about going for it just with their pass rushers. And, um, you know, in 20 seconds, I just wanted to make sure. Really, I was trying to end the game a couple plays before, um, using the timeout on third down. We had them at, I think it was the, uh, the plus 41 trying to make sure we had the right defense there to make it a tough field goal, which it was. And, um, 
emptied out the next one to try and, hey, it's in the rain, um, make, the, make the kicker think about it a little bit, and he made a 59-yard field goal. Um, great play by him, and then you know, we're left with one right there, and, and so um, we went to overtime, got the ball, and had a chance to win it, and at the end of the day, didn't. So. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, you know. So, it's believe me, it's it's gone through my through my mind more than once. Um, so, when you get the result you got, you're always looking back and saying, "Hey, um, yeah, maybe maybe kept one of those." And um, you know, so that, that's the life we live. No, that's the right that's the right play. They are, yeah. They're like they saw a ghost they, because you know they know they played one of their best games they could absolutely play. Right. They didn't win the football game, and it's like we're going into a bye, and of course they're outside in the playoff picture. They're like in shock there. Josh Allen's explanation was not convincing. Yeah, that's the right play. No eye contact, looking around, tugging his ear. Like he's Josh Allen. You'd live for those moments. We had this, and it wasn't an argument because Peter and King and I agreed on it completely a couple of weeks ago when the. Panthers went for a 60-yard field goal instead of letting Bryce Young try to convert yeah, fourth down because right. it would be the Bears, great for him. Give him this moment. Game. Give him right. this moment. Right. You know, to hit the, for him, it's proving you yeah. can rise to that moment. Right. We know Josh Allen can rise to that moment. Right. And think of what that does to propel you the rest of the year if you take full advantage of that 20 seconds and get down the field and, and walk off with a field goal or a touchdown to win that game because you've got Josh Allen and you can pull it off. I think that... I think there's one very obvious reason why Sean McDermott didn't do it. If we could either fill him with sodium pentothal, put him on a lie detector, or, you know, give him his favorite alcoholic beverage to the point where his lips get loose. I think that if we don't see the 99-yard Javon Holland Hail Mary return, you know, worst-case scenario, blows up in your face, getting a little too greedy, I think if we don't see that on Friday – they try to score with 20 seconds left. And I think it's that simple. Look at what happened on Friday. I'm not going to have a chance to go to overtime taken out of my hands by some crazy thing that might happen on this play. Instead of saying glass half full, I have Josh Allen. Right. Let's get in field goal range. Let's do what we can. Let's try to take full advantage of the time we have. And eh, we saw what happened. We saw what happened in our division on Friday. And, and, you know, yeah, that changed that game. That, right. Even though it's different half, I hear the you. whole idea of we got a little greedy. Last they got a little greedy. Of the game, Let's not the get half greedy. Desperation. Yeah, try to make I think that's why happen. they didn't do it. I, I think if you couple maybe something like that, and, of course, they've been a little careless of the football, as we do know, with Josh Allen and haven't been the luckiest in some of these moments. And then you add on to the fact that, you know, Allen adverted disaster. <clears throat> I mean – 30 times yesterday in the pocket with people around him. And I think he was looking at it like, man, the Eagles, they always make a play in these kind of moments. Let's not do that. I don't have a problem with the decision, but I certainly would have liked to have seen them go for it, uh, to to your point. Uh, But either way, they gave themselves plenty of opportunities to control this football game or win the football game. And it's just for the second week in a row, and I don't know how many times we've said it this year, it's just in big moments, got to have it moments, big plays, whatever. The Eagles just come out on top. They have a feeling almost like your Vikings of last year, except it's just a better all-around quality football team. You know, They have more answers and more ways to do it, but you just feel like, oh, it's here we go. It's one-score game late in the game. They're going to pull it out. I don't know how, but they're going to pull it out. I guarantee it. And that's going to serve them much better in the postseason, specifically the Super Bowl, if they get there than yeah. last year when it was all too easy. We've talked about that before, how easy it was against the Giants in the divisional round, how easy it ultimately was against the 49ers because of the early injury to quarterback Brock Purdy. Right. And then you get into the second half of the Super Bowl and you're in a game all of a sudden and you get a little nervous. You don't go for it on fourth down under conditions where you would have in the regular season. When everything's going your way, you feel a different kind of vibe right. and you tighten up. Now the vibe will be... We know how to yeah, find a we're, way. We're, we're used we know to how this. to find a way. Yeah. And the other team is going to be thinking, these guys know how to find a way. We saw it. We saw it in the you know, most thrilling regular season game of the year 
We I, saw well, I think that goes. That's where I think it got into Sean McDermott's head with the blitz at the very end on the quarterback draw, or maybe not going. They'll find a way. Let's not mess with this group. Let's try to, you know, make it happen on the blitz ourselves, or let's not make a mistake and let you know one of these freaky pass rushers coming around the edge and strip sack uh, Josh Allen as we're trying to make a play happen downfield to get into field goal range. Bills fans not happy about the officiating. We talked earlier about the AJ Brown drop that maybe was a catch and a fumble the penalties there is an imbalance 11 for 80 yards against the bills four for 30 yards against the eagles i'm not a believer in this jerry jones theory that the penalties must even no, out no. I, I understand you could throw a flag on every some teams play. are more desperate blatant, to do things yeah. that are yeah blatant. it's blatant it's up. Right. but but there was that horse collar that wasn't called with josh with well josh in Allen. the era of roughing the quarterback and protecting the quarterback they're gonna let the best one get horse collared and thrown around like you know like he's uh on the farm like a hog tie there they did they did give him they did give him a roughing call where they tried to make it up for it. Where the bit, Oscar right? goes to Josh yeah, Allen, he fell down. And apparently, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. aware of this, but he's got a little. He's got a habit of throwing his head back he like that, drawing calls. He definitely does. He's got a habit of that, or even on the out of bounds plays, right? Him and Mahomes love to act like somebody's hit they, them as they, they go. Out. They, yeah, they, they they go they go completely they like live. no bones in right. their body. Right. Yeah, just, like just oh, he got everywhere. me, and I wasn't ready yeah. for it. Um, there definitely was an acting job, and you know maybe that was a makeup call. Either way, Bills played really good football yesterday, and their really good football is still not good enough to beat the elite in the NFL. You know, th- that's the big thing. And, and again, people are going to blame Josh Allen today. It's their team that has issues. We'll see. The AFC, the back end because of the quarterback injuries and all that, I thought the Bills might be out of this whole thing if that's 6-6. Six and six. But the way it's shaken out, they're not out of this yet. they got a tough schedule, we know, down the stretch. But uh, they certainly still got a fighting chance with, with Indy and Cleveland and their quarterback situation. Still very much up in the air for that 6-7 spot. Yeah, you got the five. Steelers and the Browns at 7-3 and three with the 5-6 and six seeds. But all it takes is one of those teams to fall off a little bit. The Colts at 6-5. and five, That's just jarring to see I know. the Colts currently holding one of the playoff spots. But then you've got 6-5 and five Texans, 6-5 and five Broncos. How the hell did that happen? And boy, that, that Monday night game is going to potentially haunt the Bills. That Monday night game, that 12 men on the field could ultimately be the thing that keeps them out of the playoffs. Yeah. And if that happens, Ooh. if that happens... Jenga Tower going to be wobbly. If that, Well, I mean, if, it, <laughs> if you get to the end... And it's and, and look, we got a long way to go. But if we get to the end, and Broncos are in, and Bills are out Ooh. on the tiebreaker arising from that game with twelve men on the field, Sean McDermott just needs to pack up and go because there's <laughs> no way he's surviving that. If that is bright line, that's how we miss the playoffs. It, it's done. It's it, done. It, it's it's certainly going to put a lot of pressure on the situation. You're right. I, I don't I don't deny that at all. If they lose out to the Broncos and it's some sort of tiebreaker, and it comes down to that. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a, a big microscope on McDermott and the Bills altogether. And what a difference to get that late buy, week 13. I think the last buys are week 14, but to go into it on this loss versus going into it on the win, think of what it would have done for them oh, psychologically. Seven and five and six and six. As they prepare for the world. Chiefs yeah. Cowboys back to back, we can beat these teams. Now, here's the challenge they need to go into this buy saying, forget about the outcome. We proved we can play with one of the best teams in the NFL. Right. We can go to Kansas City and win. We saw the Eagles go to Kansas City and win. We can go to Kansas City and win because we outplayed the team that went to Kansas City and won. Yeah. And we can beat the Cowboys in our building. We don't have to play them in their place. We play them in our place. No yeah. Salvation Army right. kettles with turkey legs stuffed in them. We play them in our place, in our home, and it's the first home game in weeks for them since the Jets game. Yeah. The, we'll, we'll take care of the Cowboys. Then we can do this. So there's still a way to – to, to, to yeah. turn this around. To get the troops to you know, rally if, here. If they, if they run the table, they're getting in. Yeah. Six and six becomes 11 and six, and you're in. They got five games left. They got two weeks to get ready. Take them one at a time. All the cliches that a coach would say, insert all those cliches. They can still do this, and I feel better about them now than I did the day after the loss to the Broncos. Even though they're one and one with Joe Brady taking the place of Ken Dorsey, I feel much better about the Bills. I feel better about the Jenga Tower, Yeah. even though they lost yesterday. I think they can. It's not going to be easy. I think they can pull it off. Yeah, they, they, they stay the course. They they still, like you said, there's, there's a lot of football to be played. 
They should feel confident in the things you said. They've gone into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. I think Josh Allen, I mean, his record against the Chiefs is it's either like 500 as or As long as it doesn't that, go to overtime. Right? As He's 0-6 career in overtime. Uh, That's it, amazing. It, it is amazing. It is. Uh, it, but, but yeah, that, 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 and then, you know, yeah, could we, would it be shocking to sit here and go, oh, Pittsburgh lost a few more, Cleveland lost a few more, the Colts lost two or three here down the stretch? You know, with the quarterback injuries and the things that have happened in the AFC, that back part of the, the playoff race has become wide open, and the Bills are certainly not out of this, but, yeah, they got some work to do. I say it every year, right around Thanksgiving, there's somebody that starts putting it all together, and we see the candidates. They're out there. Some won this weekend, some lost this weekend, but six weeks left, and that, that back end, that scrum, that race for the final couple of spots, and really it could be all three are up for grabs. When you look at where Pittsburgh's issues are offensively, they hardly cured everything yesterday. I mean, that was kind of a sluggish, yeah, they, they finally outgained an opponent, but the Bengals didn't have Joe Burrow. Yeah. So there's questions about them. There's questions about the Browns now that Dorian Thompson Robinson has sure. a concussion and yep. they, they got embarrassed by the Broncos. You got questions about the Texans who lost, the Colts who knows. Yeah. There's, there's, I, 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 I think the Bills have the one thing that those other teams that's right. jockeying for position don't. And that's Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do. The, the only team that you would throw maybe in that class with them now is the Texans because C.J. Stroud right. is a guy that's not Josh Allen yet. But, damn, it's, it's, we're going to hit that game right. next because that right. was the other game of the day. He is a superstar just happening well, in front of our eyes. And the Broncos have Russell Wilson, who is not Russell Wilson from last year. He's Russell Wilson. He's the different guy. Year. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's taking care of the football and making some magic happen at the right moment. But, but, so that will be, but, but be maybe fun to that's, watch here. You know, set aside records, we got the six-week sprint sprint to the finish maybe it's as simple as the bills the texans and the broncos getting the three spots in the afc the three wild card spots because they got the three clearly best quarterbacks maybe it's that simple i don't know if it plays out that way because how do you explain the steelers at seven and four and the browns at seven and four but maybe crunch time the quarterbacks assert themselves and they make the difference and five seed six seed seven seed is Texans, Broncos, Bills. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's – I certainly don't – with the AFC North, they still got to play each other a little bit. There's still a lot of meat left on that bone for Cleveland and Pittsburgh on the schedule. Yeah, there's certainly a way you could see Denver sneak in or, uh, Denver or Buffalo sneak into the playoff picture. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we mentioned the Texans. They had an opportunity on Sunday that did not work out for them, but it did work out for the Jaguars. We'll discuss that next here on PFT Live. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Tremphia. 
I want the teams in our division to be as bad as possible. So, no, I'm not. That's how I see it. And the way they're playing, um, it's exciting, yes. There's going to be some, I'm sure, some great matchups down the road. And CJ's playing. He's playing lights out. Uh, but, no, I mean, I wouldn't prefer that. I'd prefer I'd prefer if, you know, guy, the guys in our division didn't have good quarterbacks. It would be, be better for us. Hey, Tom Brady made a career out of that in New England. <laughs> right? 2002. Sure. The year that they reshuffled and got the Colts out of the AFC East. Yeah, right. And <clears throat> cleared the path for no Peyton Manning, Tom Brady twice a year. Think about that. Yeah, if they don't sure. reshuffle that, right. they got to play each other twice a year. Right. Like Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud have to play each other twice a year. And, you know, those matchups were great because they were running different divisions and they ended up in the playoffs against yeah. each other on a regular basis. Right. So there's something to be said for being the best team in a bad division because you fatten up your record and you engineer the postseason road through your building. Exactly if right. You can, 49ers if you the can 80s count on five or six wins yeah. every year. Yeah, right. It, it is. It's a, it's a big advantage that way. And, I mean, hey, listen, it, the way it's shaping up the AFC South, the Trevor Lawrence, don't worry. That's, that's not going to happen to you. Right. I mean, we know the Colts look like they're on the up and up. And of course, Anthony Richardson and uh, with Houston and CJ Stroud, everything they have there. Uh, phenomenal. Can't say enough about him and what he does. It was an awesome game to watch. I mean, it wasn't Eagles, B- Eagles, Bills type of watch, but it still was a lot of fun. A lot of big plays with both quarterbacks thought Jacksonville was the better team on the football field throughout the day. You know, the thing I loved about what the Jaguars did, I think more than anything, Mike, was um, I had kind of said this to you last. Monday when we were kind of breaking down the Jaguars. Hey, the Jaguars offense, I like it, but there's some element that's missing. They got to find a way to make some big plays to take people off the meat and potatoes of their offense a little bit. And I felt like that's what they did a little bit yesterday. You know, was attacked down the field a little bit more instead of, you know, play after play of trying to find the eight and the 10 yard completion. And we know Trevor Lawrence can do that just like you see there. Evan Ingram, laser over the middle, you know, but you know, you start to, hey, okay, 12, 15-yard crosser off the back foot. It just opens up the field for them. And they have too many weapons to play conservatively or you know, try to always capitalize on the intermediate to short passing game. Ridley, Kirk, Evan Ingram are dangerous. And then you got a quarterback that's dangerous that can make those type of plays right there. So I think that was the encouraging thing for the Jaguars. They stayed balanced. They didn't run the ball well yesterday, but they were patient with it so they could keep throwing the ball and attack that Texans defense, which is pretty damn good. And uh, it was a big win for Jacksonville, certainly, because the Texans are good. It's not like just like, oh, they went on some hot streak and you know they got a little bit lucky here. No, uh, I think they're a team I misevaluated early on in the football season. They're Everybody did. Fast, right, and what they're doing on offense is damn special. They were the first team out. Right. Who's the one team in the right. AFC that has no chance to make it to the playoffs? Right. The Texans. Right. Who's number two? The Raiders, maybe. But, yes, the Texans. They got no shot. Everybody said it. It's not just us. Yeah. Everybody said sure. it. Texans against the world. Look, here's where I think the Jaguars had two advantages. Yeah. One, right. and when I spoke to Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, we talked last segment about Josh Allen, the quarterback, Josh Allen, the pass rusher with the Jaguars, he said, because I asked him, how much did week three, 37-17 loss at home to the Texans, have to factor in to what happened yesterday. They said they embarrassed us. Yeah. Every phase, offense, defense, special teams, they embarrassed us in our own house, so it was time to turn the tables on them. And we know things like that can motivate a team. And, Chris, he didn't mention this, and I wish I would have asked him, how much did that 49ers loss wake you guys up right. as to what you need to be? Because right. look at what they've done since then. Yeah. Completely destroyed the Titans, and they go into, ten, into Houston and beat – a team that beat them by 20. And look, it wasn't a blowout, and it came down to a stoink off of the crossbar, but they went in there and got the win. Huge two-game swing, asserting dominance in the AFC South. And I just think that, you know, it could have gone one of two ways after they lost to the 49ers. That's yeah. what we said sitting here two weeks ago. Right. You go one way or the other. They're either going to just crumble or they're going to say, okay, that's what that's it takes. What that's do. how we go. We talked last segment. Yeah. You reach a a plateau in your career which way are we going are we going up or are we going down and they went up yeah i i think i think you know battle tested intensity right texans are a team that flies around plays fast like the 49ers they're not of course the 49ers quite yet but are trying to develop that same type of mantra of just you know physicality fly around the football field jacksonville was the better team on the field throughout the day 
you know, seven for 13 on third downs, almost over 100 yards more in total net yards, right? Now, they did some things, I thought, in the game that made the game a little closer than what it should have been. You know, the first thing I would start off with is the decision at the end of the first half. They're up, at th- they're up 13 to 7, right? They're on the one-yard line after a phenomenal throw by Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk, and he gets them down to the one-inch line, where, or, you know, the one-yard line with Almost one second. Scored. Almost right. scored and, and could have had a North Korean situation. Yeah, it was. It was close. He stuck close. out the Anytime you get to the corner the like that yeah. and the hand goes out, you right. never know right. when you're going to be in North Korea. I know. You're right. So, But but I'm always a believer, and I'm not second-guessing. You know me. At the time, I was literally going, kick the field goal. Go up 16-7. to seven. You get the ball to start the second half. And I'm a believer in just continue to keep the momentum and the pressure on other teams. That's where I feel like analytics sometimes screw people over. So that happens. It's 13-7. to 7. Now they go into the half with a little bit of a stale taste in their mouth, and then Trevor Lawrence throws an interception on a bad holding pass interference that's not called on Jalen Petrie and Evan Ingram. Everybody, announcers included, were like, whoa, they missed one there. And the Texans go down and take the lead in a game where you felt like, well, they're being outplayed. But here they are. They kind of weathered the storm, and they're winning by a point, 14-13. to 13. And to your point, that's when Jacksonville showed me something. Kind of answered the bell the very next drive and go right down the field, score a touchdown, and never really look back as far as control of the football game from that moment. And I think a little bit from like you talking about the grittiness, that 49ers game, hey, it's not going to always be easy. we got to keep the pedal to the metal here. Uh, they showed that yesterday, and I, I thought they were clearly the better team on the field. The Jaguars are now 8-3, and three, and they have a two-game lead in the division with – with six left. Yep. Um, and Josh Allen was great yesterday. Two and a half sacks. He, a he said he incredible year. Contract year, right? Yeah. He battled with Laramie Tunsil. Yep. And he said, I told him, I want it to be one-on-one. No help for you. No help for me. Let's do it one-on-one. And, yeah, he got two and a half sacks. He said he won a lot of the battles, but I won the ones that counted the most. He had a sack and a half on the last drive. He said he was trying to do inside moves because that would disrupt Stroud's rhythm of look down the field, nothing there, taking off. If you come to the inside, you make it harder. You seal it off that way instead of going around because what happens? You see – Pass rushers all the time go around. It creates an opportunity Huge to kind of lanes. step up and zip away. Exactly. You come up the middle and you kind of freeze them. Like, right. what am I going to do? We see that look with quarterbacks, that demeanor all the time where all of a sudden the guy's right in his face coming straight at him. What do you do? Yeah, you right. can't. You can't do anything. No, you're in, a, you're in a spot of, oh, no, let me. is somebody open? Can I sit on my back foot and throw the ball kind of fading away? Right. Or am I athletic enough to spin out of it and then make some crazy move? But you might in that lose 15 yards in a sack. So hey, that's going to be one of the things we look at here down the stretch, because we know Jacksonville. You heard that. Hey, the offense. The, Jacksonville has everything to match up with any team in football. I truly believe that. Uh, and uh, the offense, we talked about that. They got weapons galore. Right, there's some positives there. The defensive side, the pass rush is the only thing you look at their football team and go, "Ooh, I wish they had more in that department." You know, they they seem a little bit more talented up front than the results they're getting in the pass rush game. And that to me was the other part of the game that was really interesting yesterday. The Jags, by all due accounts, everything I saw, and this is why C.J. Stroud is next level amazing for a rookie quarterback. I mean, next level, really is. The Jags, every angle I saw, every replay I saw, and the way C.J. Stroud played the game is people weren't open. It looked like for the most part of the day the Jags played coverage and they said, let's just let our front four go and we'll try to stop passes down the field. But Stroud... You know, like a wily veteran is just patient in the pocket, patient in the pocket. He slides here. He slides there. Oh, I got to get out of Dodge. Okay, I'll get out of Dodge. I mean, he's got a, a, a sense about him that really reminds me of Joe Burrow and his pocket feel and his slipperiness. I know that's not a word that I'm adding the ness to that there. No, that is slipperiness. Okay, I is. think slipperiness okay, works. But Accidental this, scholar. This, is, <laughs> this was plays he made all day. There was very few plays where it was just off on rhythm, one, two, three, four, five, throw the ball. It was a lot of, whoa, nobody's open. Let me sit there. Let me manipulate. Let me buy a little bit more time. Look, again, you know, attacks the line of scrimmage, find somebody. The dude is absolutely a phenomenal football player. He is definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the sport, and he played awesome yesterday. He did. 
It just was a little too much on him, and Jacksonville played really well, and they just came up a little short. Slipperiness noun, the quality or state okay, of being slippery. Good. There okay. you go. See, a, there. I, I got some slipperiness in my accidental scholarship. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you slid right into that one. So, um, I mean, where do you where do you look? It's got to be yeah. hard for the Texans to process the missed opportunity. It's got to be hard for their fans. It was loud. Yeah. It was loud. It was raw. I haven't heard it like that in a while. It was there. the the first kind of like official we're back right. game. Right. After four years of crap, everything they went through with Deshaun Watson, all the the the, you know, the, the Jackies to be dysfunction. It's so funny when you hear people try to explain. What's happened with the Texans? Well, they got rid of Jack Easterby. Right. I mean, all due respect. Three coaches kinda, in three he years. He came in and, and, and had some sort of a spell over Cal McNair and was able to, to, to try to take charge of the team without taking charge of the team. One of these – and you, you see guys do this. You get a big title. You don't have direct accountability for football operations, but you can take credit and you can work your magic or not. And, and Cal McNair finally broke out of that spell and said, get this guy out of here. And ever since then – They've been turning it around. But what a draft this year to get C.J. Stroud. And Tank Dell has been awesome, and they're moving in the right direction. D'Amico Ryans is a great great coach and, and still, I think, in the mix for Coach of the Year. Even with that loss, they, they get to the playoffs, he's Coach of the Year, because Coach of the Year is always like which coach took his team yeah. the farthest beyond right. the generally accepted expectations going into the season. And the generally accepted expectation was the Texans would be Kaka. Yeah. And to get to the playoffs, that's it. You get in. That's why Brian Dayball won it last year. Right. But nobody expected anything of the Giants. He takes them to the playoffs. Oh, my God. Nobody expected that. So I think it's even more impressive what, what D'Amico Ryans is doing with these Texans than what Dayball did with the Giants last I, I, year. I'm not going to disagree there. I mean, there's a, a lot of young parts and unproven commodities on their football team. To bring that together in the period of time he has is impressive. And they believe. And they fly around, and they're physical, and I think they're one of the more fun teams to watch in all of football. Their front seven's fast. We're seeing Stingley on the outside. Their you know, second pick or third pick of the draft from two years ago making plays. Of course, the second and third round pick from last year's draft, and Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud have been amazing. Tank Dell is kicking ass, right? You know, they don't even got their Damian Pierce healthy all the way to where they can rely on him. Uh, I enjoy watching them. They're one of the most fun teams to watch because of C.J. Stroud, his aggressiveness, the way they call plays. You know, we'll see where it goes, certainly. Uh, but but they, uh, they are fun and m- mad respect to D'Amico Ryan's. Well, you know, we, we talk all the time, too, about Josh Allen not having help around him. He had Devin Singletary. And, and Devin Singletary's become pretty damn good. With yeah, the, Texans. the last few weeks, he's yeah. taken off. Yeah, yeah. The, the Texans, you know, their O line pretty healthy. Uh, they're a handful on the offensive side of the ball. With the way Bobby Slowick calls the game, he he stays patient with the run. The way he you know packages the play action pass with it and all of that. Uh, you know, they they got some they got some things to to like without having a premier big time you know game changing receiver, which I think would be next year's move to get that with C.J. Stroud, and then you say, watch out for this Houston football team. Yeah, I mean, they are in position to compete and contend for years to come, and I know everybody wants it now. We want it now. We want more. We want it now. And it hurt yesterday for the Texans to lose, but glass is still very more than half full for the Houston Texans and for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, the Jaguars still have a chance to take the one seed. I'm sure they were rooting like hell against the Ravens last night. They have a showdown with the Ravens coming up later this month, but the Jaguars, Peter King picked them before the season to get the one seed in the AFC, and when I first saw it, it's like, yeah, they were good last year, but it's like, oh, wait a minute. Their schedule is very favorable. Yeah. They've got, and, you know, some years that's a factor. They don't play a lot of powerhouse teams. They're in a position where they can rack up the wins, and they don't have to go potentially on the road to Baltimore or Kansas City. You make teams come to see you. Not that they have a tremendous over-the-top home field advantage, but I guarantee you if they have home playoff games, they will. That place will be rocking. It will be full. It will be loud. And the weather will be more favorable for the Jaguars than if they had to go to Buffalo or Kansas City or Baltimore or Pittsburgh or wherever in January. No, your your point about the favorable schedule is real. You kind of look at it right there and you go, well, the Bengals know Joe Burrow. They're better than the Bengals. The Browns, the quarterback situation, it's kind of about, hey, manage the Browns' defense and don't let that ruin 
ruin you. That's certainly a game they can win. You look at the Ravens game as being the one to be the is the most toss up game of all they have. And I know the Browns. I'm certainly not trying to disrespect them. But when you get into the last three games of the year, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Titans, yeah, I certainly think the Jags are a, a class up from those three football teams right there. So they still do have a chance. You're right. Houston Texans, same way. Have a bit of a favorable schedule down the stretch as well. Going to be fun to see. The AFC South popped up out of nowhere here, and we got a three-team race, and all teams are are showing big-time playoff qualities, and, of course, Jacksonville being the best of the group. I was looking last night at the schedules for those teams that are clustered together, but I keep coming back to what we said last segment. Josh Allen, C.J. Stroud, Russell Wilson. It won't surprise me if – Although you think of it now, how do the Steelers? You're going to go against your Steelers. You're going to you're going to renegade Steelers. It's it's. I need to see more from Kenny Pickett. Playoff football. You're going to go against your team. Oh no! What's going on? Damn. Although when I talked to Cam Hayward yesterday, I mean, he said we have the recipe if we get there, but we have to get there. He sounded far more uncertain about getting there than he did about what they can do when they get there. Yeah, that's interesting. Because look at how they're running the ball. Yeah. And look at how they're playing defense. Yeah, sure. And they're not fighting with each other, which is big. That's a good thing. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll have some superlatives next, maybe something about the Steelers. Post-Matt Canada, now that they went into Cincinnati and got a win. That plus much more here on this Monday edition of PFT Live. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselkumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Tremphia. 